It's been over three years since the January 6th Capitol riot, but it remains at the forefront of the news in this primary season, especially with former President Donald Trump and other GOP leaders calling insurrection defendants hostages, still promoting conspiracy theories about the attack on the Capitol. CBS News correspondent Scott McFarlane has written and reported on this in great detail and joins us on Drive Time to talk about it. Now, Scott, you've been saying one institution has been at the forefront of countering some of these baseless claims. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's not just former President Trump. It's upstate Congresswoman Elise Stefanik saying the January 6th defendants are hostages and spinning other conspiracy theories about the Capitol attack. And as this campaign ratchets up and all these conspiracy theories get a new platform and a wider audience, there's one sanctuary to all this. And it's inside the federal courts here in Washington, where they are now prosecuting almost 1,300 January 6th defendants. And increasingly over the past few weeks, Suzanne, we have noted the federal judges unsolicited in their denunciations of the conspiracy theories. There is no place, there is no platform for false claims about the election and about January 6th in the courtroom. And judges are taking advantage of that with some vibrant, visceral denunciations of all this nonsense being spouted about January 6th. 1,300 cases. Well, give us a couple of examples of what they're saying in these rulings about how they're lashing out. And it's Judges who've been appointed by Republicans and judges appointed by Democrats. There's a, there's a balance here. One of the senior judges appointed by Ronald Reagan a couple weeks ago said that all of this is preposterous. The outright distortions and the outright falsehoods that are creeping into the public consciousness. There's another judge who, during the sentencing of a former Chicago police officer for his role in January 6th, said, I hate this. I hate all of this. I hate these conversations. This is not what the founding fathers wanted. And those January 6th defendants who make equivalences between themselves and patriots are misinterpreting what the founding fathers and patriots really were. But it's also most striking. One of the judges who's been denouncing the false claims is Judge Tanya Chutkin. And Suzanne, if that name is familiar, Mm -hmm. that's the judge who's also assigned to Donald Trump's criminal case here in Washington. The trial was supposed to begin two weeks from today, though it's been delayed by the appeals. Scott, how do you think the public is taking all of this in? How does the public react to these cases? We've been hearing about January 6th defendants for quite a while now. Is this registering? Will it have an impact when people vote? We're about to find out. But there are 1,300 cases so far, largest criminal investigation and prosecution in American history. More than half of them have pleaded guilty. About 100 or 200 more have been convicted at trial. But there are hundreds more cases to come. And here's the thing, and there's no way of getting around this, Suzanne, All of this is happening invisibly. No cameras allowed in federal courts. No audio feeds. Only those of us with notepads and pens can tell you what's happening there. And I could just tell you from somebody covering these things, there are only a handful of us there each day. This largest, potentially most important prosecution in U.S. history is invisible to the public. Oh, and how much of an issue do you think this will continue to be in the presidential campaign? Scott, will Donald Trump keep bringing it up? I mean, it it helps him with his supporters, but he already has them. Is it can't really be helping him much with undecided voters? Oh, it's a great question. It's one that I think about each day. It may help him galvanize primary voters as he tries to fend off Nikki Haley. And yes, outwardly saying he's going to pardon the January 6th defendants may help galvanize his most devoted supporters. But I don't see a pathway where that helps in a general election. But Donald Trump has shown no inclination at all for the last eight years of pivoting 
are softening his stances. I think it's just what he's going to say between now and the first week of November. All right. CBS News correspondent Scott McFarland, thanks so much for speaking with us today on Drive Time. Anytime.